0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 102, so our 102nd episode. We're well into uh, our kind of next century, you could say, and today is going to be a great episode. So uh, thank you for listening. This is the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. I'm Jonas and I'm going to be joined by one of our special guests, one of our uh, Twitter friends. We've had him on the show before, uh, Mags. Uh, so we've got Mags on the line now via Skype. So, Mags, good afternoon. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing really, really
0: well. Thanks for the invitation. I'm uh, excited to to be back on uh, Wrestling with Jonas. Yeah, so we had you on the podcast a couple of months ago, I think when AEW Dynamite was in its infancy and we, we kind of covered that and we covered NXT. And it's going to be the same to a certain degree, but I have kind of promoted on social media via our Twitter page and Facebook page that we are shaking things up a little bit. I've gone to the long drawn out match reviews as, as good as they were. Um, but uh, we, we're going to be talking kind of highlights from this week's AEW Dynamite, highlights from this week's NXT on the USA Network. Uh, and we're going to be covering a, a couple of new features as well. Um, so the, the new features that myself and uh, Mags are going to be discussing are what's really grinding your gears at the moment so what's really kind of eating you up from the inside, getting you all angry about the wrestling business at the moment, it could be an individual, it can be a promotion, it could be something that happened in the last seven days or so and we're going to be discussing each of our points there and then kind of conversely we're going to be looking at what's really floating our boat so what we're kind of really enjoying at the moment what's kind of really jumped out at us in the last seven days from the wrestling world, uh, what, what kind of individual promotion or anything really It could be storyline, angle, uh, match that's really kind of turned your head and is kind of the highlight of the week for you. That's really floating your boat. So we'll kind of discuss him a little bit later on going forward. There's going to be new features added. We want a lot more of the listener questions as well. So, whether it be via our email address, wrestlingwithjonas at gmail.com, you can email us questions before each weekly show. You know, we drop on a Saturday, so get your questions in on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday morning so that we can include them into the show. Um, You can also send us uh, questions via our social media pages, of course, via our Facebook community group, Wrestling with Jonas, or via our Twitter page, with Jonas underscore pod. So, get in touch with the show, ask us questions for me and my guest uh, for future weeks so we're also going to be reintroducing from next week the two minute brain buster quiz so i think mags you are one of the guinea pigs for this uh brain buster quiz we're not going to put you through the talk turmoil of uh, the two minute brain buster quiz this week maybe on a future episode but that was a lot of fun and we, we did a few of those uh, back in 2019 and there's still a, a record of nine correct questions in two minutes to beat, uh, that was from Grizz one of our kind of uh, regular contributors here on the podcast, and next week we'll be reintroducing the two minute brainbuster quiz with Ashley Clements who's going to be joining us uh, to discuss all things good about AEW NXT and previewing TakeOver Portland next Saturday as well and he'll be taking the quiz as I mentioned along with what's floating his boat and grinding his gears and all that good stuff but uh, back to you Mags, uh, brilliant to have you on the podcast um, and And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to on your podcast, because you've not got just the one podcast, as we mentioned the last time you were on. You've got three podcasts. You've got Badlands, you've got Why We Watch and uh, you've got one more that focuses on MMA. But uh, give us a little bit of a rundown about what you've been up to lately on your podcast, um, just in case any of my listeners might be interested in tuning in and checking you out, Mags
1: yeah no problem thank you uh for the opportunity uh for the the mma one it's it's called five rounds uh it's it's usually me and my son reviewing the the ufc events of the weekend but uh since the new year it's kind of been sparse with uh in terms of ufc events i think there's only been two so we've been uh, kind of filling it with different uh kind of topics and ideas we've had like uh, a draft and we've had a uh, We've had a quiz on there. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. This weekend, we've got uh, a really big show with uh, uh, John Bourne. Joe taking on Dominic Ray. So, uh, this coming Tuesday, we'll have a, a review out for that. Uh, for while we watch, it's it's, it's the same as, as before. That, that, that podcast is my little baby. Um, I speak to uh, wrestling fans and uh, wrestling content creators uh, about why they love this wacky sport. Uh, Why they got into creating content about that um, i've had some re- really really interesting guests on there i've had a first actual wrestler on their guy called one man crew uh, but yeah it, it's more about shedding light on people who, who put themselves out there to create content about wrestling i mean it's, it's a daunting prospect to just stick your voice out there and your opinions out there in the ether and i'd just like to to like shed a bit of light on these people and maybe if i can help them get more listeners then that's great uh the other one is uh the fun podcast that that i do it's uh, with me and my my tag team partner, my podcast wife paul Toller. uh you can <laughs> follow him at rain Counter. yeah and, and typically on there we we have guests on and we formulate the mount rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all times uh but we also have um a weekly topic where we'll formate, uh, formulate formulate Mount Rushmore surrounding that topic. So, for instance, we've we've recently had uh, the Mount Rushmore of uh, title belt redesigns, uh, and we've had John as we've got one coming up uh, where we're actually having a draft where we're going to be drafting the uh, the best cruiserweight uh, wrestlers to uh, have ever entered the ring. So, yeah, it's just a, a fun little podcast. Um, yeah, it's just. I enjoy doing it and I just it's it's really fun interesting content which which is what wrestling should be about really it should, shouldn't be all so serious all the time it's there yeah. as an entertainment program
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to be a guest on your next couple of podcasts. I know that I'm going to be uh, a guest on your next Badlands. Uh, As you mentioned, we're going to be covering cruiserweight champions over, you know, over the history and kind of uh, formulating a a top 10 draft. You said, so that'll be really good fun. Um, Can't wait to kind of get my head around that and kind of get my my top 10 picks and uh, can't wait to record on uh, on Wednesday, but uh, yeah, and then we're going to be doing a uh, wiry watch as well. So uh, you're going to be kind of doing a little, little bit of uh, uh, an interview with me, so to speak, to find out kind of what got me interested in <laughs> a podcast in order. So I'm looking forward to that kind of turning turning the tables, really, because I'm sh- the one that's usually doing the interviews. So the uh, shoe, be, is on, the yeah. the <laughs> shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, <laughs> shoe on the other foot. There we go. So um, Max, you you when you were last on, you mentioned how um, much of an AEW fan you are. Um, you were certainly back then, how you thought it was a great alternative, how it kind of appealed to more the lapsed fan or the fan that wanted more the traditional style and feel of wrestling instead of, you know, a lot of the PG stuff that we tend to be used to by WWE. Not necessarily NXT, but certainly the, the war and the SmackDown and kind of where they, you know, maybe uh, don't really play to the fans as well as aew does i suppose um and it, it kind of it, do you still feel that same way about aew i mean um, it's what been going for about four months now i think um is it still you know dare i say it floating in your boat mags
1: it absolutely is um i've not missed one episode yet which uh for me and and my kind of um attention span that's that that speaks volumes uh I don't think they've had a, a show that I would say has gone perfectly without without problems or without issues, but for a company so young, so much in their infancy, they're absolutely knocking it out of the park, uh, and I also like the way that they're still reacting to the fans uh, when storylines aren't kind of catching the fans' attention and there's a, a, quite a bit of a backlash online about it. They, they they're quite uh, willing to to kind of drop them storylines and focus on what is grabbing people's attention and what kind of storylines are hitting the mark. So yeah, I think they're doing really really well. Um, in 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 wrestling Twitter, there there is always going to be people who uh, who kind of like macro analyze to the nth degree. But uh, as a as a as a wrestling program, yeah, I, I can't say I've got many complaints.
0: Yeah, and of course we're going to be covering AEW and we're going to be covering NXT fairly soon. But looking at the the, the kind of general scene within WWE at the moment, obviously we've got the Super Showdown pay-per-view happening towards the end of February. I think it's the 27th of February from Saudi Arabia. Typically, that's not a show that I put too much stock in or or cover too much or certainly review on the show I don't tend to kind of look at those sort of pay-per-views but it's building quite an interesting card I think on last night's Smackdown it was announced that Goldberg is going to be going up against The Fiend to challenge for the Universal Championship you've got Brock Lesnar going up against Ricochet so that's quite a fresh and interesting match especially considering their interactions they've had on Raw and at the War Rumble Um, and I think it's going to be a, a Smackdown Women's Championship match as well which will be you know a Another, another step forward uh, for having women on a wrestling card in Saudi Arabia. Um, and then, of course, we're well on the way to, well on the road to WrestleMania. We've got Elimination Chamber in March and Mania, of course, in April. So is there anything in WWE, kind of the, the Raw and SmackDown product, that's kind of turning you on at the moment, that's capturing your interest or kind of, you know, or, or vice, you know conversely, um, turning you off the product even more, maybe? Yeah. Um, as someone who, who
1: never watches Raw or SmackDown, uh, I've never, for the last about 12 years, I've never been a, a consistent watcher of the main product. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely won't be watching the, the Saudi Arabia show. I've, I've never watched one yet, and I don't intend to. Uh, I must say that the the, the, the pay-per-views I watch have have hit it absolutely out of the park. I, I can't remember the last really bad uh WWE paper I mean maybe the finish of the hell of the cell one was bad but before <laughs> yeah. that the matches were good uh Royal Rumble this year I thought was absolutely absolutely nailed on I think the it was booked really really well uh so For the main show, no, I I, I can't give you a definitive answer because I literally don't watch it. Uh, But there is some – I mean, obviously, I know what happens. I read the results and I I, I listen to people's podcasts about what happens. But uh, some of the storylines kind of have been dragged out. For instance, the the Roman Reigns one with uh, Baron Corbin feels like it should have ended – Months ago, and, oh. yeah, and we're still here. We're still going to uh, Saudi Arabia with this storyline. Hopefully, in a cage.
0: that's the blow. Yeah. Oh, will it be though? Oh, god, I hope so. <laughs> uh, but uh, although they just they've got to be just mocking the fans, surely by kind of giving them one more match. But uh, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, we thought the, the Royal Rumble. We thought the T- their TLC encounter was going to be the last one. But no, we got one at, at uh, the Royal Rumble. There, there. Uh, what was it? A, a street fight was okay. Falls count match was okay. And now we got the steel cage match in Saudi. Arabia the only thing I can say is I'm glad that it's happening um, in Saudi Arabia and it's, it's a show or a match that I won't be watching but I, I might catch the uh, Ricochet Brock Lesnar match that does intrigue me that does intrigue Absolutely. me I think Brock always has his best matches with the smaller opponent we've seen it time and time again against the likes of Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and I'm sure he's going to knock it out of the park with Ricochet and I thought Brock's performance at the War Rumble was outstanding in terms of the way he dominated the first uh, half an hour or so, and then the way that he sold Drew's Claymore kick, and then the way he kind of sold for the next two or three minutes outside the ring really put Drew over even more. And, I, 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 you know, John Cena said he's possibly the best wrestler quote unquote in the history. I think John Cena is kind of, uh, you know, (laughs) know, kind of blowing it out of proportion there, but uh, he does have a point in terms of, you know, Brock is definitely underrated in terms of how he not only, you know, he's able to put himself over, but his opponents over, and he's possibly one of the best sellers in the business, but his match against Ricochet at uh, super showdown is definitely one that I'll be watching. Um, If I don't watch the rest of the show, I'll definitely be watching that match. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think, um, like, Maybe <laughs> I, I, I agree with everything what you what you just said about Brett Lesnar. I think he has amazing matches with uh, with smaller opponents. People who mm. you, he is expected to dominate against, and and kind of just can't catch him. It's like that speed versus uh, power kind of a battle. Um, and uh, with the Royal Rumble, I thought it was absolutely booked to perfection. We had uh, basically two rumbles in one. We had uh, one that harkened back to Stone Cold in 1997, where we just had one dominant person just absolutely. Laying waste to the rest of the the roster, but then when the made man, uh came along, Drew uh, Drew uh, McIntyre took uh, took Brock Lesnar out, and from that is absolutely the the star that he should have been two three years ago when he first came back to the WWE. So yeah, uh, I I've always been of the opinion of Brock Lesnar as when he finally does give up wrestling, will will kind of realize what just what we had we've had a once in a lifetime uh kind of talent and we'll we'll miss him when he's gone
0: oh totally agree totally agree that's a really good way of putting it um but uh, before we kind of look at aw dynamite so uh, mags where can my listeners kind of find your podcast um or get in touch where can they listen to uh the badlands why we watch and uh five more rounds podcast so go chuck out some, some plugs nice and early buddy
1: yeah, thank you very much for, for that. Uh, you can find uh, Five Rounds and While We Watch there on the Visionaries Wrestling Network. You can find that on any uh, pod, uh, podcast platform that you choose. Um, and Badlands is on the Chairshot Radio Network. Again, uh, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can, you can find that. Uh, we are in the process of actually uh, moving from, well, the Chairshot and... Is uh, merging with uh, another wrestling uh, news outlet called E Wrestling News, which is uh, I think it's the fourth biggest uh, wrestling news. Uh, website in the world, and we're looking uh, to basically be the forefront of their their podcast uh, section. So yeah, big uh, big news in coming up for for Badlands. Uh, we're m- uh, making strides and making moves, but yeah, uh, you can find them there on Twitter. You can follow me at Daj There's links there to to all my content, and yeah, I'm I'm always up for a, a debate or a chat about wrestling. Yeah, so just yeah.
0: come and check me out awesome and we'll make sure that the uh, your, your links or your handles are kind of added to the description of this podcast so just click into the podcast description folks and uh, check out mags and all of his uh wonderful content um he's a fantastic podcaster and i can't wait to uh, be on these shows this coming week so yeah, check no. that out i'll be I'll be promoting that on uh, on the various jonah's uh, social pages so don't worry about that but the the, the biggest Highlight oh, no, the biggest talking point coming out of this week's AW has to be the main event section with the, the 10 lashes. Now, of course, MJF set these stipulations where he couldn't touch MJ, Cody couldn't touch MJF before their uh, advertised match at Revolution, which is taking place on the 29th of Feb. Um, Cody also had to have a steel cage match with Wardlow, which happens in a few weeks time. Um, I think that's possibly a week or two weeks before the pay-per-view. And then of course the other stipulation, a big stipulation, the one we're going to be talking about now is that Cody had to take 10 lashes uh, from MJF and he had to, Cody has to abide by these stipulations in order to be able to finally get his hands on MJF and get the match at revolution. But <laughs> all of AW Dynamite, so It was kind of building towards this main event segment, these 10 lashes. Um, I, I've got to say, you know, Cody's entrance was fantastic. I, I always love Cody's entrance. It kind of he, He's a real megastar, and I think he's possibly the biggest baby face on the company. Um, we get a collection of kind of like baby faces, and, and he was on the stage, but baby faces coming out to kind of support Cody uh, throughout the 10 lashes. NJF. Um, was, was amazing in this segment. He kind of even took a couple of run-ups to deliver some of the lashes to Cody's back. And every single one, I think the first couple, Cody took like a man, That the next few, he was down on his hands and knees. You could tell that he was in pain. You could tell that he was struggling. But he, he stood up after each one, uh, no matter how hard he was being hit. You had Dustin come out to support him. Dustin, I think, even jumped in the ring, um, offering to take the final few lashes for his brother. But Cody tell him no, it's mine. I'm going to take them. Brandy came down. I think Wardlow took the ninth, second to last. Uh, the, the ninth uh, lash, uh, well, he kind of delivered the ninth lash and then, um, uh, MJF delivered the final one across the, across the chest. He didn't look, it was quite high, possibly closer to the neck region, but it was described as being across the chest of, of Cody before getting out of dodge and tailing through the crowd. Um they were being chased down by some wrestlers. I think even a fan got involved and I think he got beat down by NGF and Wardlow at the kind of the top of the steps. But this was a really, really amazing segment. Max, I'm sure you'll agree. It was something that we, we kind of haven't really seen, not, not something we're used to in the wrestling business. You could probably harp back to maybe the extreme era of ECW when they would do canings and things like this. Uh, but you're talking 20, 25 years ago, since we've seen anything remotely similar on, on a mainstream wrestling pro- product anyway. You possibly got your hardcore groups or your indie groups that might have done something similar that I'm not aware of. But when you've got Cody on the screen, it's always gold. When you've got MJF on the screen, it's always gold. These two have built this feud to a a pinnacle now where you just can't wait for the two of them to meet. And you've still got the steel cage match between Cody and Wardlow um, to to go in a couple of weeks time. But give us your kind of perspective on what happened in this main event section of this week's AEW Dynamite. The 10 lashes. um, I thought all the participants in this knocked it out of the park and I thought it was well, one of the best segments on a wrestling show I've seen in a long, long time. But give us your thoughts and feelings on this one, then, Mags.
1: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. It was by far the best segment of of the week in wrestling for me. Um, Again, it's just that what what gets me with AEW is the nuances, it's not so much like the bigger picture, it's those little details. Uh, if you uh recall a while ago, Cordy did a promo where uh he was saying about when he reached out for people who, who he'd helped, there was nobody there, they were all a little bit preoccupied, and now come back to this this show and everybody wanted to to take those shots for him everybody wanted to be like there to help him and it's those kind of like little moments that that made this so much better of a of a of or, an already amazing segment and then i like the um, the the kind of like character change of mgf during during the segment he was having fun at the beginning he was really like enjoying uh, giving it to Cody and, and uh, telling guys like Arn that they weren't they weren't allowed to get involved that they couldn't help. But when it got to the the last few, you could see he was getting frustrated that he couldn't break Cody down, mm-hmm. and it, there was more kind of uh, venom in his shots when uh, especially the last uh, last two or three, the one that, that caught the back of Cody's neck was at, looked absolutely brutal. And the pictures I've seen of it afterwards, it looked like it was getting redder and redder as time went on. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought the segment was played to perfection. We had the books obviously coming down to try and help. We had Dustin, like you said, came and, and wanted to to take those uh, shots for him. Um, I think this kind of cemented Cody's position as... Not only the, 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 the best baby face in AEW, I think, arguably the best baby face in wrestling today.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we've still got three weeks until the Revolution pay per view, and I'm sure the storyline is going to build, and we've still got the cage match in a couple of weeks' time between Cody and Wardlow, and you're going to see these two interact every week I think up until the pay-per-view kind of Mm -hmm. getting us more and more hyped for that match one thought that's kind of crossed my mind have they peaked too soon do you think do you think they should have left this this lashing until closer to the pay-per-view maybe the week before the pay-per-view should they have started these stipulations with the cage match have they possibly peaked too soon and how can they top it in the next three weeks before revolution then Mags?
1: Possibly you you may be right with that Uh, there is uh, uh, quite a gap but in saying that, I thought that they, they kind of did the, the 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 MGF turn a little bit too soon, and and I've been proven wrong with that. I think they've uh, they've worked this storyline really well, so I'm quietly confident that they've got more tricks in in the bag. I don't think they would have uh, would have uh, basically shut the Lord so early and then yeah. kind of let the fans almost like cool down. I think the 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 cage match is gonna bring something unexpected. Uh, how we're gonna get keep that fever pitch up, I don't know. Maybe uh involving um Dustin or the Bucks or or even Brandy who came down to try and help maybe we could get some kind of that, um matches or stories involving them or uh, or even angles or vignettes, something like that. Uh, but I'm I'm positive that they'll they'll keep this going. This is their their biggest match of, of revolution. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I can't see, can't see him failing on this, to be honest. It's just, it's too good of a storyline for them to, for, for to let this cool down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love the, the chemistry that, that um, MJF has with Cody and I, I like his kind of chemistry he has with uh, Wardlow as well I think Wardlow makes a great henchman he's, he's kind of a bit of a silent assassin gets involved when he needs to um, and uh, we've not seen him in a match yet so I think the Steel Cage match will possibly be his debut on AEW unless I'm mistaken I don't think I've seen him without his suit off to be honest with you but uh, that will be quite good and I know the individuals involved they're going to make sure that this doesn't fail and that they, that they haven't peaked this past Wednesday and that they're going to keep delivering and giving us more and more and more um, so it makes you think that if this is what they're giving us three weeks out from the pay-per-view, four weeks out from the pay-per-view, what are they going to give us in the next few weeks um, before Re- Revolution itself? So it's quite exciting. And that that in itself is enough to get people kind of excited and, and kind of wanting to tune in every Wednesday as well to think, what? Well, how can they top it? What are they going to do to top it? And I'm sure they will, because I think when they have a when they hit upon a storyline like this, like they did when in the build up to Jericho versus Cody, I thought that that run um, of of weeks leading up to their match at um, was it all out?